December 12th, 2019. It is Loose Screws. I am your host, Ty Worsham. With me, as usual, is Dravenos. Last week, I called you my standard issue co-pilot. Oh, no, the week before, I called you my standard issue co-pilot. And last week, I called you the... I think I called you beautiful. (laughs) This week, we're going to um, call you handsome. That way, we can get both sides of the coin there, so... (laughs) <laughs> got makeup on one half of my face the other half of my face is just that rugged band look <laughs> like 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 one side is like Hugh Jackman the other side is like uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson there you go That's a... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ty why are you always looking in the mirror on the left side shut up just go with it <laughs> man oh man um, so last week we set up something pretty cool and We've had pretty good turnout. We set up our Discord and we made it public. And for those that haven't gone on there yet or haven't seen it yet, you can find it on our Twitter at. Um, Come on, Ty. Do it. Loose Screws ED. There you go. <laughs> Loose Screws ED. Um, yeah, dude. We had a real big turnout. Like, holy crap. But um, that tweet is a pinned tweet, so it will be at the top of the, our Twitter feed. If you just go to our profile. Yeah. And um, that was kind of interesting to me because like a few things went down. I learned a few things about uh, Discord that I didn't know. And you would think me handling like security stuff at work that I would know how to do rights and roles. But uh, I learned some new things with uh, Discord. So <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh. Uh one other thing we got to mention is, once again, we want to mention that December 27th at 7.30 Central Time, we will be doing our live, our very first live stream. And if that one goes good, we'll probably do another one the following day, kind of midday, um, to kind of uh, meet up with some of the people that were that are overseas. So kind of what we're wanting to do with this live stream on the 27th is kind of have a big end of the year party for everybody. I want to talk about everybody's game of the year. I want to talk about like what the biggest disappointment for not necessarily an elite. It can be anything but, like what the biggest disappointing game of the year is, what the biggest win for the gaming of the, for the year is, what we're most looking forward to in 2020. Something I didn't realize until today, man, is that we're also changing decades. Yeah, we are. I didn't realize this. Yep. It gets, uh, it's crazy to me because it's already like, I'm like, oh yeah, well back in the 90s and it's just like, you don't think about it growing up during that time. But then it's just like, that was 20, it's about to be 30 years ago. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's like, like, I remember, I remember uh, the big San Francisco earthquake uh, in 89 because I was doing my homework and I was watching um, uh, the Giants play and i remember the screen kind of shaking and then it just kind of going fuzzy i was like what just happened and then like five minutes later the the news broke in and said a big earthquake in san francisco or whatever it was and it was so crazy how much went down man and uh i was one when that happened (laughs) (laughs) i remember watching that and i remember thinking that i remember thinking at the turn of the year at the turn of the decade it's like it's gonna be okay san francisco we're rolling to the new to the new decade. The new decade will have flying cars. And here we are, 30 years later, no flying cars. No hoverboards. 
Well, we have hoverboards, just not hoverboards the way we all want them. Yeah. Yeah. Learn, no, it's, is, is it a hoverboard then? It's not a hoverboard. <laughs> there it's you not. go. <laughs> um, I do want to go uh, go through our shout outs real quick. One thing I want to mention is um, Commander Kai dropped us a really awesome review over at uh, iTunes. And if you guys would not mind doing it, I would really appreciate it. We'd really appreciate it because it really mm-hmm. helps us out on things. Um, and go over there and, and, and tell us what you think of the show. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Give us a rating. Give us a five. And, uh, Nothing but fives. Please. <laughs> um, I do also want to make a quick mention to our friends over at uh, Lave Radio. They were awesome enough. Um, I listened to their episode today. And they were awesome enough to mention our uh, live stream into the, into the year party. Um, during their episode and they actually mentioned the fact that we had a discord and uh, they 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 mentioned that we need to move some more bio waste for them I was like alright we'll, <laughs> we'll shovel y'all shit well I'm, I'm down for that tell Ben I'm on my way uh, <laughs> man did you see the like I'm, I'm getting really off but did you see the like the, the, late, the name of their latest episode uh, oh god, it was something super funny, and I can't remember it off the top of my head right now. Thank fuck Ben's not here. <laughs> Episode two seventy two. Thank fuck Ben's not here. <laughs> <laughs> poor Ben. I know, poor Ben. That's what happens when you're the dirty pervert on the show, though. <laughs> but um, I, I want to say thank you for to the guys for mentioning that on y'all's show. That's awesome. I appreciate that. We do appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. So one other thing I want to bring up is um, Tuesday night, I had to work very, very late. And it was about midnight. I'm driving home. And I'm actually in Discord chatting with uh, Devo Looter. And uh, I believe he plays on the PlayStation um, or at least the console. I can't remember which console right now. But I was chatting with him about a few things, and during the conversation, he made it to Sagittarius A, which is a very big accom- accomplishment for this game. That's awesome. So congratulations to make it to Sagittarius A. Also, he then went and turned in... Uh, exploration data over at uh, Explorer's Anchorage, which is a jump away from Sagittarius A. Uh, And for those that don't know, Sagittarius A is the center of the galaxy. It's a big black hole, the center of the galaxy. And um, if you haven't been there, it's beautiful. It's worth going. Um, If you just want to go there, it takes about three or four hours to get there. If you just kind of constantly jump and aim to only get there. If you want to take the scenic route like I did, it takes about a month. But... Uh, it's worth every every second when you get there. But also, when he went and turned in the exploration data, he also hit Elite, and that was his first Elite. So I felt very privileged to be online when one of my listeners got to Sagittarius A and hit Elite. And so congratulations, Diva Looter. That was awesome, man. Enjoy that Shinroda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just don't go in when you're in open. Because <laughs> you will be shot down. You will be ganked. Um, a couple of things that happened, um, this week during the Federation grind, um, we had some of our listeners, uh, get our, the rep maxed out and they got their vets. Uh, Trax got, uh, his, his vet, uh, DJ Wiley got his vet. 
some others got their vets, but I don't remember their names. And if I forget your names, message me later and I'll get you on the next episode. One thing I do want to say about Tracks is that right now he is recording his uh, podcast over at uh, thetonecontrol.com. And it's a pretty good little podcast about like uh, sound audio stuff. Uh, a lot of it I don't understand, but um, Tracks has been nothing but helpful to this show. And he did our opening theme and did some other stuff. For as far as mixing, guy's awesome. Uh, yeah, he's a really cool dude. I like him a lot. Yeah. So I just want to give him a quick little shout out and say thanks again and for helping us out. And uh, if you guys are interested at all in audio stuff or just want to learn a little bit about it, man, he's good at it. He's um, He's got a good show over there. So go check him out at the Tone Control. Uh, is it the Tone Control Podcast? Jeez, I can't remember it now. That's probably what it is. Well, while you're looking that up, real quick, before we dive into our news this week, I'm just going to go ahead and do our Twitter shout-outs, if that's okay with you. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, so, shout-outs to Doghouse Mike, Sarah's, Sarah's at me, Drink More Beer, The Road Zombies, De Beer Neal, Lustful Ewok, yeah. <laughs> and Tab 915-32806. Thank you guys so much for following us on Twitter. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, guys. I really appreciate that. Lustful Ewok. I saw that name, and I about hit the floor, dude. So, I can't remember who that is, but that is someone in our Discord as well. Uh, um, um, I, I, I think um, it's I think it's M. Trumbull, but I can't remember for sure. But anyway, because um, I think that's his pilot name, and I'm having I'm, I'm having a little trouble making connections to everything. Oh, Dark. Dark as Vim also got his, uh, his vet. That was the other go. one I was trying to think of. Um, but Trax podcast website is tonecontrolshow.com and it's he's it's uh it's a great little show i'd i'd check it out guys so anyway um but yeah dark as vim got his vet and um i think that was all the ones that i'm aware of i'm sure other folks did but i think that's awesome we're all getting vets so then now we can all cruise around together and pick up chicks Tide is creating his army. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to make a squadron call it vets only. <laughs> I'll have to hop my mama for that one and be that one little mama that's just kind of like. <laughs> Man, I don't know if you just know this, but Kaizen just posted a picture of his vet in mm-hmm. chat. So, or his not his vet, his uh, mama, mama in chat. And uh, I love his tagline for it. It's so choice. Yeah, <laughs> the mamba. The sexiest fuck ship that unfortunately runs as hot as it looks. And that's the truth. <laughs> Don't I know it. So, uh, moving right along. Um, man, I've I've been playing so much Elite. I've been trying to work on... I think that's all I've played this week. Because I've had such a busy, stupid week at work. You just wanted to space out? Oh, nicely done. <laughs> nicely done. <laughs> No, I, I don't know what it is, man. I've, I've just uh, been really into Elite. I, mean, I don't think I've even played anything else this week. All I've done is been playing Elite. I've been flying around. Um, I've swapped up my, my vet build a little bit to, to do a few different things. Um, I, I'm getting a few uh, hull reinforcement modules and a module reinforcement module, which is kind of redundant to say, I guess. <laughs> and man, um, I still just wish I had some sort of like loadout. That way you don't have to, like, 
sit there and look for the part and think about your build and that it like you just pick your loadout and go. Yeah. Um I kind of wish they would make it to where you could engineer a slot and not a module. Like I was thinking about this today. Ooh. Like I, I, th- I thought it'd be really cool. Like if, like instead of engineering a module, you engineered a slot. And like yeah. you said, like your heavy slot had the uh, target lock breaker and the efficiency on it. So no matter what you put in there would do that. Man, that is actually a really good idea. I yeah. Like I, and now, or I wish they'd make it to where, you could engineer modules and then sell them like on an auction house type thing. Hmm. I'd be good with either one. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, it'd be interesting to see what, like have what implications that would have if they were to do something like that. Well, well, we can just get into it real quick. Um, what we're talking about here is a player driven economy, which is kind of a slippery slope because they don't have that right now. You. Um, actually, let me let me put a pause on this because we have a segment toward the end of the show that we that we're going to talk about with uh, the January patch and the void opal and pay not changes that are coming. But we'll we'll put a pin in this and we'll come back to it. All right, well, let's dive in. <clears throat> so for news this week, um, this snuck up on me, and I did not realize that this was happening because. I've been playing since like two days after launch. It's I've, I've been playing this game five years now. Yeah, dude. Like when they announced this, I was like, wait, we just celebrated 35 years and it's the fifth anniversary of Elite Dangerous. And I'm like, that's it might be pure coincidence, but dude, that's such an awesome like thing. Yeah, it's I've, I've really been kind of thinking about because I really wish I had like all my screenshots from back when I was in like the the Eagle and the Cobra and the Sidewinder going all the way back. And I cannot find those screenshots anywhere. Um, I do have screenshots from the very first time that I took, cause I was in a Vulture for quite a while and I took a Vulture actually out to uh, find Voyager when I first got uh, my soul permit. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, that was well before I had a vet. I couldn't even afford a vet back then. I think I was still cruising around at like twelve million or some some shit. So it was uh, it was it's interesting when I think about five years where this game was, where it is, and you know I I have some fears about where it's going, but I'm not fearful enough to abandon it. I feel like they're gonna do good overall. Yeah. Um... Another cool thing is like for the community, like they have a community goal to celebrate that actually starts right now, like today. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, if you just take a part in it, you uh, you get credits, of course, and uh, you get an iridescent gleam paint job for the Cobra Mark III. Yeah, that thing looks sick too. Yeah, it's pretty shiny. I like it. So I have the iridescent gleam uh, vet paint job. I think it was last year or year before I bought that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't have it on right now, but it is really. I took, I wore that when I went to the core, to Sagittarius A and the vet, and it's it's so cool being able to see things like the light of like whatever system you enter or whatever you land on or whatever you're around is like the color of your ship because it kind of reflects that color. Nice. 
So you kind of have like this chameleon color ship. And all I could think of was, I need a car that does this. Because then I can rob <laughs> banks. <laughs> Should the NSA be listening? I'm not actually robbing banks. It was just a joke. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm... I'm very excited about this. Um, you want to read through the, the actual details community goal here? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, sorry, I closed the window because I was looking at something else. But, um, Way to go. <laughs> see. No, we're open now. We're good. Um, you celebrate in-game by signing up for the year-end festivities and reort community goals. You import um, stuff for the festivities. You deliver animal meats, fish, fruit and vegetables, beer, lavy and brandy. And Deliga Fireworks and Aaron and Pearl Whiskey to Davies High and the Rewarte system. And uh, also, 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 there is, you can deliver bounty vouchers to the same place and you will still be considered taking part in this. So this isn't just a delivery one, it's also a bounty hunting one. I think it's really nice that they did both because I'm not real fond of taking place in the delivery ones, but I always enjoy taking play taking part in the um, bounty ones. I have fun doing those. So, however, I yeah. I, I, I haven't been to the system, but uh, one of our uh, one of the guys in Discord was telling me that there's there's only one uh, res site, and it's like a it's like a medium res site in the system. And I'm hoping because he was he was telling me this today. He was at work and he couldn't um, he couldn't actually log in and look for sh for certain. I meant to get home in time where I could go look, but I have not been able to. So, but I will check later on. I'm hoping they that they took that up and you know did did better with it. But yeah. Um. They're also doing an anniversary live stream. Uh, this year, we're also going to be taking a look back at the history of Elite Dangerous, the amazing stories from you, our community of commanders, and more. Join the community team and develop and developer guests for our fifth anniversary live stream on December 16th at 12 UTC. Uh, topic will be Mega Awesome fifth anniversary birthday stream. Um, be on YouTube, Twitch, and Mixer. Which Mixer? Hmm. We hope that you have enjoyed the last five years as much as we have. We cannot wait to continue traversing the Elite Dangerous Galaxy together for years to come. They did also put a little thing in there that said, we're not revealing any new content. Um, Don't best, ask. Yeah. <laughs> hello, Commanders. Hello, Commanders. This is from Paige Harvey. The first one was from, was it from Will? I think it was from Will. Let me scroll back up. No, first one was from Stephen Benedetti, and this one is from Paige Harvey. And she said, Hello, Commanders. The festivities we have planned are largely retrospective, looking back over the last five years of Elite Dangerous and the incredible community who have been along for the ride. We will not be revealing any new content during this period. <laughs> Which I was really hoping that they would tell us was coming in 2020. But um, I don't even have a Cobra anymore, so... Uh, they're they're cheap, man. Haven't you heard? <laughs> yeah, but uh, it would just sit there and click dust. So, you know, I don't see no reason to have it. But um, something else they're doing with this is um, they're doing the festive countdown of 2019. So every year, 
at least for the past three years, maybe four years that I know of. They release an exclusive paint job, a paint for a specific, for a random ship. Um, and they release it on the store and it's only up for, I believe it's only up for like a week. Um, and it's the only time you can get it. I think that, uh, I think that's where I actually got the, uh, iridescent gleam, uh, vet, but they're doing it this year again. So every, um, let me just read you what they said here because I'm getting distorted. Cause I'm reading. <laughs> I'm trying to read it and summarize it. You know, I read it today. But uh, we have reached that time of year again. The time to celebrate Elite Day, the Elite Dangerous anniversary, and the winter festivities and the run-up to the new year. With the holidays fast approaching, we will be rewarding commanders blazing their trails throughout the winter period. To show our appreciation, commanders who log in, commanders who log in between. December 13th and 25th will receive a number of free arcs each day. The amount will increase the closer it gets to 25 December. These arcs will be in addition to your weekly cap, so you will be a step closer to getting that paint job, ship kit, or bobblehead you've had lined up in your sights. So they're basically giving us money, is what they're doing. Uh As is tradition for the Elite Dangerous Festive Count now, we will also be making a selection of elusive paint jobs available during this period. So keep an eye on the store to see what becomes available each day. So you can check the store at dlc.frontier... I'm sorry, dlc.elitedangerous.com. I was about to say, I, I just pulled it up to look at it. <laughs> so that they're going to start that tomorrow. Yep. Make sure you check every day because if there's like a random paint job that you have seen someone else in that you might want, it might come back around. Um, I know Commander Flintlock has been looking for uh, the Chrome Cutter. And to my knowledge, the Chrome Cutter has not been around since the first time it was around two or three years ago. And that's the same with the Chrome Vet. The Chrome Vet has not been around. I'm kind of betting that we see the Chrome Vet pop back up. Well, keep your fingers crossed. Well, I already got it. But you know, I hope other, <laughs> I hope for those that don't have it, I hope that they, they, they try to get it. So. Um, yeah, so don't don't buy everybody like all of those expensive gifts. Make sure you give something for yourself too. <laughs> um, let's see here. Man, I am really out of it tonight. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> for the for those that don't know, I have been nursing a cold all week long, and I've not. I am not feeling 100. percent So, um. Yeah, I've had to mute my mic a few times to prevent from just being like <clears throat> in the mic. <laughs> yeah, um, that was kind of round about the the majority of the news right there. The rest of it just kind of goes over. The rest of the links I gave you there were basically the the details about the bounty hunting and the rares trading. Um, but really, if you bring that stuff to this to the the the, the thing about the rares trading with this. Uh, community goal is the Lavian Brandy is a rare uh, commodity. And I believe in the Induglia and the Aaron Pearl Whiskey, the Induglia Fireworks and Aaron in Pearl Whiskey are also rare as well. So rare things you have to buy at a specific station. For instance, Lavian Brandy can only be bought at Lave Station in the Lave system. And you can only buy it like in rent, like in very small amounts, like in about 
12, between 12 and 20. And it, if you have, basically, if you go to the commodities menu and you buy a 20 or whatever the, whatever you're allowed to get, you can't just go get more until you go sell it. So it makes it to where you kind of have to be, you know, kind of tr- strategic about what you do. But if you go sell it somewhere, you can actually get a lot of money for it. So I think that that's really cool. Um, but kind of give you an idea, like with Levy and Brandy, uh, Levy and Brandy at the at Davies High is worth 4,375 credits a ton. Now, this is as of 12:45 today, so uh, I'm sure the prices has already changed. But um, the the I just went and looked it up. So the Anduglia Fireworks is at the Celsia Estate in the Anduglia system. Now this one is kind of a stretch because it's 600,000 light seconds from the star, and you and it's only on smaller medium pads. Um, hmm. So it's kind of out there. Uh, and the Duglia Fireworks is only worth 1,700 a credit, or a ton. 1,700, 1700 credits a ton. And the Aranin Pearl Whiskey is is from Azaban City in the Aranin system. It's Coriolis Star Point with small, medium, large pads, and it's really close to stars, like 300 light seconds from the, from the main star. But the Pearl Whiskey is worth 3,200 uh, a ton. So. You might be really, you might do really good doing the pearl whiskey and the Lavian brandy, stocking up on those, and then getting some animal meat because that's also worth 3,800. Now, animal meat can be bought in a crap ton of places. Um, it's it's a pretty common thing. So like, if I'm gonna do the the, the delivery one, I'm gonna I'm gonna go pick up like two thirds animal meat and then. Um, Fill the rest, split the difference on the rest of the cargo hold between um, uh, whiskey and lit and uh, brandy, brandy, and then rinse, wash, repeat. That's that's how I would do it. And yep. you can get a, it's going to be a lot of jumps, but you can get a good loop going. So, and there's going to be some good money to be made there. Top ten commander is going to get 13 million credits right now. Uh, that usually goes up a little bit as more people participate. Top 10% gets 11 million. So, don't get me wrong; it's not voidable money, but it's 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 decent money for yeah, yeah, not a lot of work. Yeah, you know, and um, definitely fun to do. Uh, the bounty hunting thing is pretty much standard. Um, not. A lot of money to be made there. Top 10 commanders get 2 million. Top 10% get 1.6 million. But that's as of right now. I'm sure that'll go up a little bit. Um, the Fletchy system um, has a has res in it uh, that is valid. Um, but these the rewart system does not have a has res. So, but the Fletchy system, which I believe is one or two jumps away. Uh, will be a valid CG will we'll be a will knit you valid bounties for the CG so you can always go there um, that's kind of all the news this week um, so I posted a poll to Twitter have you seen this yes I have so my Twitter is at Tierville and that is also my uh, commander name is T-Y-R-V-O-L 
Um, and I just pulled up the stats on it. I, I ran it for three days. There's one day left. And the question was, when do we get fleet carriers? And 2020, January to June, 2020, July to December, um, or will it be with the 2020 DLC expansion pack? Basically, what I mean by that is, will it be like the free one, you know? Because yeah. um, kind of what I think will happen is that they will, um, I think they'll release the 2020 DLC so people won't necessarily want to pay for it. So they're going to release free complete carriers kind of like the week before. It's kind of like, hey, here's your free content, and here's what you got to pay for. <laughs> and the last option was I don't care for FCs. And what's interesting to me is that 41% say July 20, or July to December 2020. But the most interesting thing is that so many people don't care. 18% don't care about fleet carriers. And I don't quite understand that. Can Do, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I mean, maybe it's just one of those things where, like, they feel like, because, you know, you have to, like, go farm the fuel for it and things like that. And, like, maybe some people have an issue with that. Um, I mean, I don't see why people would, like, not want it, because it's your own, like, mobile station that you can take with you, and... To me, I don't know, like, my opinion on it is, like, I feel like it's, like, going to be super convenient, especially if you're, like, flying out, you know, in the black, exploring, and, you know, you'll have you'll have a station, like, within a closer reach than anything that's already, like, than, than the bubble itself, you know? Yeah. So, getting to land on something that has, what was it, like, a 500 light-year jump range? Something like that, yeah. Like... It can get you closer when you finally decide to make your trip back. And it makes it not to where it's like you're jumping, you know, 500 jumps away. Well, let me ask you this. Because it's pretty much believed that with, um, you know, if we get space legs in, in the DLC, that we're also going to get bases. And we're, we're all kind of assuming that these are going to be um, ground bases. Like uh, planet side bases. Mm-hmm. Um, so, would you be more interested in a base that's on a moon somewhere, or more interested in a fleet carrier? I think I'm gonna go with the fleet carrier, to be honest with you. Okay, so I'm kind of right there with you, and the biggest reason why is because a fleet carrier is mobile. Yeah. Um. And, you know, we don't really know how they're going to do bases, so maybe there's more to the base than what we know. But the base is fairly static, or at least seems to be static. So I kind of think that, um, you know, so, you know, I think I've talked about it before, like the idea with the fleet carrier is that you can, you know, you can load up your, you can load up your ships and then fly out to, you know, fly it out to some, somewhere in the bubble and you can just kind of explore around the bubble, kind of doing your own thing. Or if there's a CG nearby, you can fly your um, fleet carrier. If you want to leave it in the bubble, you can fly your fleet carrier over to your CG, over to the CG area and set up set up base there, you know? Yep. Um, the other idea I had was like, you know, uh, like if you're farming Guardian or uh, materials for um, engineering, you can fly it out there and... You know, park it wherever you farm your 
engineering mats or guardian mats. You know, um, it's kind of a mobile base, and we've never had a mobile base before. And I'm really excited about that. I th I'm really interested in that. I can't wait for them to release, and I hope they're not too expensive to where I can keep my bankroll fat. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I I I don't quite understand why people wouldn't be interested in it because I I see it as content, and to me, more content's always better. So that's just my thoughts on it. Oh, I would say. Uh... You know, you can tweet at us if, uh, you know, you're just not interested and you have, like, a pretty decent reason besides, you know, just saying, oh, well, it's going to be dumb. Like, don't do not do that. Yeah. Like, we're, we're legit looking for conversation here. Um, also, like, we have the Discord, so you can just, you know, tag us in that, send us messages, whatever. Like, yeah. we'd like to hear why people don't really care so much about fleet carriers and what the reasons are for it. If they just don't have one, if they're just like, oh, I really don't care, I just want to play the game, then that's fine too. Like, we're not here to like harsh your vibe. Yeah. Um, and this kind of leads me into what we were talking about earlier about um, modules and engineering and the ability to sell them. So, we had this uh, patch in January, or this beta patch last week, I think, and or week before. And in the patch notes, they talked about. Um, how things are going to change in regards to uh, Void Opals and Paynot. And um, I want to pull up the patch notes real, get, real quick. Because um, one of the things that they mentioned in here with it is how Void Opals will or the market uh the market has it has a but like the market uh, requesting the market demand is what I'm trying to say will have an effect on the value of void opals and so 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 literally what it says here they added supply and demand volumes for certain high-end minerals now trading goods such as void, void opals are more realistic markets can still offer a high buy high buy price but they will offer less as demand is met as part of this change these high-end minerals will now be demanded by more specific economy types this change will affect the following commodities alexandrite benetol yes graded airite low temperature diamonds monazite muscovite painite rod plumesite Serendibite and void opals. This is basically saying that void opals are not going to be quite as valuable anymore. So my question is, do you think people should be farming credits right now before this thing goes active? Um, I mean, if they're really worried about like the market price dropping and them not being able to make money, like I don't think you should necessarily worry about that. Because it does say like um, they'll decrease and they'll like the price will decrease proportionately, and markets with certain economies will now favor some over others. Like, and the game's gonna have a system to where it's just like they're gonna be using so many of these at a point. But like, if you're one of those people that's like super worried about it and blah and da da da, like go ahead, farm it up, get it over with. But if that's not really your bag, then don't worry about it too much. Well, see what they're what they're doing here is that they're creating a 
they're creating a a a simulated economy versus a player driven economy and player driven economy is really I think it's really more powerful, but the problem is, is that we don't really craft anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, and in order for a player-driven economy to work, there has to be a way for people to create something, people to um, get get resources, use those resources to create something that has value to someone else. So... You know, there's plenty of MMOs out there that have player-driven economies. And the one that comes to mind off the top of my head is, of course, World of Warcraft. Uh And how their servers, and not so much now, but back in the day, they would have servers with high populations where minerals and herbs and whatnot were uh, plentiful and very cheap. And they would have servers that were low-population servers where minerals and herbs and whatnot were very expensive. And, of course, when the new patch or new expansion come out, hey, here's a new mineral, here's a new herb, whatever the case may be. And this one, this new one, or the new two or three or whatever it is, was always really expensive. So you had people, for lack of a better term, and I don't really like this term at all because, you know, I'm a capitalist, people should be able to charge what they want for their goods, but people would price gouge it. Because they want to make more money. I've done this. I, I've gone to the auction house and <laughs> bought out, you know, all the freaking whatever, and then raised the price by 20% because I wanted the price to go back up. And, you know, um, you got to think about, like, like for me, I could very easily see myself like, what are you doing, Ty? Well, I'm going to get a plasma charger, a plasma accelerator, and I'm going to put um, efficient, and I'm going to put target lock breaker on it. I'm going to spend my mats to do this, and I'm going to put, up, put it up on the uh, Elite Dangerous Auction House for $30 million. Now, you can buy a new one for, for $25 million, but you can buy this one over here with Class 5 ready to go, with, with Class 5 engineering stuff ready to go for $30 million. That way you don't have to do it. I would be doing that, dude. I'd be doing that <laughs> left and right. But the problem is that a player-driven economy is requires a lot of hand-holding and a lot of of FDEV to be monitoring it to where you don't end up with people, uh, where you don't end up with in- individuals controlling the market. Uh, because that, that'll happen. That's happened in, in World of Warcraft. That's happened in other games. Uh, another good example is Eve, where they kind of do that anyway with their, I don't know what they're called, but they're like boxes of money. I can't remember what their, their things, they're like actual cargo money that people actually put real money into somehow. I don't quite know how it works, but I've read about how they have these big, huge corporation battles that go on for days and shut their servers down and stuff. And it sounds really amazing, but at the end of the day, it's like I've read about people. Yep, I lost fifteen thousand dollars. I'm like, man, if I lost really fifteen thousand dollars in a video game, I'd I'd probably burn my computer and never play again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would never, ever, ever, ever trust myself again. Oh my god, I don't know how you do that, man. But you know, more power to them for doing that, but oh, yeah. so me personally, I lean toward if you're not real happy with where your credit account sits, I would say spend some time getting some void opals or some paint and get it up to where you think it should be. 
Now, when 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 the dust settles from all this, there's still going to be ways to earn money in the game. They're not going to take that out. Yeah. Um, historically, there's always been some glitch or some bug that'll be around for three or four months, and then it gets patched out, and then we go back, we find another one a few a few weeks later, and then we do that one for a little while. Off the top of my head, I, I think about the the Robigo slave trade thing and the um, uh, the the skimmer missions back in the day, and you know, there, there's always been something. So I'm not real worried about it. I look at it like, well, you know, kind of give you an idea. The very first time, my my very first big ship that I owned was the Anaconda, and I bought that straight up off of doing rare. Uh, buying and selling stuff, just doing the big rare trading circle in my uh-huh. Asp Explorer. So um, it can be done. It takes a lot of time, but it can be done. But uh, definitely Void Opals were kind of a Void Opals and Paynite and all the other stuff was kind of a highway right now. So yeah, um, I mean it's not like it's gonna be that way. Like it's gonna like as soon as it drops in price, it's gonna stay that way. Yeah, uh, it, it's just be one of those things where it's like give it till next week and then bada bing bada boom so you know um you know the, the other question is well what's the best way to do it there's not one um you're going to talk to any video any pe- people you find on youtube is going to have all this evidence that shows that void opal is the fastest way to do it you're going to have other people that show that pain is the fastest way to do it and you do this to get this and you do that to get this and i've done both i got a cutter that is or had a cutter i don't have it no more i sold it <laughs> that was a paint out miner and um it did its job it mined paint out and then i have a python that is a great void opal uh miner and it does its job it mines void opals and i have done measuring to figure out which one's faster and you might be able to argue that paint out is faster maybe but i think when it gets right down to it you're kind of splitting hairs. I have I have more success with Void Opal, and I've talked to a couple of the other commanders in here in, in here who have more success with Paynot. And I don't know which one's faster, but I can tell you right now, I guarantee you they're really close. Yeah, uh, it just depends on whatever flavor you prefer, I guess. Yeah, I will say this: Paynot is a lot better for watching stuff on Netflix because you can just kind of go from asteroid to asteroid and just kind of zone out. Um, but it feels like it goes slower to me than what Void Opal does. Void yeah. Opal's is a lot more involving, and plus you have to, you know, fly around the asteroid, line up your shots before the charges, do all the stuff, and then, you know, it, usually you're... Rarely do you have two Void Opal asteroids right back, right, right side by side. They're usually, you know, about five, 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 ten minutes apart, so you have to... You go for a while without nothing to do. You just kind of pulsing, flying through the asteroid field. Honestly, it's kind of splitting hairs for me. I made my first billion off of Void Opals, and I made my second billion off of uh, Paynot. And I will say the second billion went faster. I will say that. <laughs> um, so there probably is something to the, but I think that could be just because uh, I was watching uh, Punisher at this Punisher season two on Netflix. And uh, I I don't even remember doing half of that uh, pain out because I was sitting there just shooting it, watching uh, John Ber- John Bernthal kick everybody's ass. So <sighs> I'd marry him. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I know you did some void opal mining. Have you done any paint out mining? Um, I have not done paint out mining. Yeah. Um, but yeah, void opals are pretty much how I've gotten all of my money. Yeah. I think it's the best way to go. I really do. Um, but well, I don't know. Now that I've got this Type 9, like, I need to back it out for paint out mining and give it a shot. Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I was talking with tracks today or yesterday about uh, Pay Night, and man, he kind of made me want to fire up the cutter again. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm, I, so I, I put me a build in a Coriolis, and I was like, eh, that's like half a mil. <laughs> but see, like when I sold my, uh, or half a bill, when I sold my uh, my cutter, I kept all the modules. So I have like all the modules I've engineered, so I wouldn't have to spend money on those. Smart. Which is amazing that I did that because I'm pretty sure I was drunk when I sold that damn thing. But <laughs> <laughs> I can only I can only credit that to the fact that uh, FDev put in a. Are you sure you want to sell this with with modified modules in there? So <laughs> somebody saved you. Somebody saved me. You're right. Man, you know, uh, I'll taste something else too. I was looking through our patch, uh, our uh, patch notes. I was looking through our show notes here. And I'm forgetting something big, and I still feel like I'm forgetting something that went down this last week, and I, I, I forget it. Do you have any idea what it was? I have no on earth idea, sir. You said I feel like I'm forgetting something big, and I was just like, uh... Dude, what, yeah. what, what fucking good are you, huh? <laughs> um, I will also say this, is that Saturday, uh, we were having a sit-down with Alec Turner, and, um going to be uh, interviewing him, talking to him about the game and everything. If you guys don't know who Alec Turner is, uh, I'm not sure how you don't know. Um, he has a uh, forum page that FDev um, has stickied. And basically, he keeps it. He keeps up with it with like, you know, the best of uh, Elite Dangerous type stuff. And he, I don't know how the hell he keeps up with it, but he is constantly updating with the best YouTube videos on how-to stuff. Um, he also does, like, the buckyball racing stuff. He has videos on his YouTube of him flying a freaking SRV like a bat out of hell. I didn't even think about you even do this with an SRV. Uh, the man's amazing, and I can't wait to sit yeah. down and have a conversation with him. So uh, Nuts at how much stuff he's done for uh, this game. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you know, he, he was, he discovered us early on and he has done a lot to kind of promote us in, externally. So, uh, I can't wait to have a sit down and have a conversation with him about everything. And he's been on live radio. He's been a featured commander by, uh, FDev. Um, I, I want I, I can't wait to hear what is his thoughts on FDev and where, where he thinks everything's going. Uh, but be looking for that. That'll be, I don't know when I will upload it, but I will upload it. Because uh, I'm sure I'll have to do some editing on everything. I'll probably upload it probably next Monday or Tuesday. But it'll be in the normal feed. Just keep an eye out for it. Uh, and shouldn't uh, interrupt the flow of our regular Thursday stuff. Right, right. Um, I do want to quick notes about Christmas. Is that the 26th is that Thursday where we normally air. Uh -huh. There will not be an episode on the 26th. We will, because our live stream is the 27th, so I'm we're gonna do everything on that date, on the 27th. 
There we you will, go. We will not be doing an episode on the 26th, so. Because I don't know how the hell I'll, I'd come uh, up. What about, God, I don't even know if we're going to be able to have one after New Year's either, because that's like, <laughs> ugh. We'll have to try. We'll have to try for that, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I got some work stuff going on on the second, which actually may bleed over anyway. So, but we'll see how that goes. Yep. But we just want to go ahead and throw out that warning, guys. Like it's it's crazy holiday time. So. Yeah. But um, last thing is kind of a short episode this time. I just realized. <laughs> um, got a couple emails here. Um. One from Chris. Um, hey there, just wanted to close this out. The grind has been successful and the Corvette is now in the bag. Thanks for the advice on the show. So he asked about um, the Fed ranks and how to grind that. Seems like everybody's been finding grinding Fed ranks. And he sent us a screenshot of his vet that I will post into the channel right now that way you can see it nice and he put his nice little golconda and whoa 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 calm down what are you doing <laughs> whoa my keyboard's acting crazy man <laughs> that's crazy the way that's doing that stop it i'm about to, I'm about to do a restart up at Yep, it's just repeating. That's the first time this happened. All right, there, there he is. <laughs> New. I give up. Anyway, that's his vet. I give up. My keyboard's been crazy. That is a nice vet-looking vet. Looking vet yeah, you. yeah, it's looking good. Looking good. He's got that like con to sticker on the front. And uh, so, grats to him. Appreciate you letting us know that that all worked out. And. Got a real big email from Kai, Commander Kai, and I'm going to message this to you directly. Uh-huh. You'll you'll have to because it's it's a it's a big one. Probably what I'm going to end up doing is getting him on the show and talk about all these points individually. But I just want to kind of go through a few of them real quick. Um, I just messaged that to you. So, I'm going to read the, a couple things here. Um, Yota, talking with you in Discord, I had mentioned that you were discussing the Lave Radio. Um, what would you do to Elite? That's, uh, what would you do different in Elite? Here's what I sent them. Feel free to cherry pick any of these. That might be a good discussion fodder if you want. Um, number one, storage. The ability to either rent storage for a fee. In-game credits, not real money and or obtain a certain amount of storage in a station based on allied status with the controlling authority. I feel like storage stuff is going to come with fleet carriers. I don't see how they do fleet carriers without giving us some sort of storage ability. Um, what do you think? All right. Sorry, I was working on opening that because I don't actually have like regular notepad. So oh. I, <laughs> I have notepad plus plus. Right on. I use that at work. I don't use it at home. Um, I love it. But he... I don't know. The more I think about it, because 
you gotta think about like if you're able to put your ships onto this fleet carrier you gotta be able to store modules to move things around so your your fleet carrier is going to have some sort of storage somehow and i feel like that that's going to have to be different than your station storage i don't think it could be like just your, your standard storage um man Ooh. i'm i'm hoping um, i'm wrong on that i hope i'm not wrong on that i hope that they that they separate it to where your station storage is different than your uh fleet carrier storage and definitely if they do bases it'll have to be something it'll have to be something separate uh, yeah um i don't feel like that'd be that hard to do but i feel like like it can't be infinite right because it's still a ship yeah um I kind of like the idea, like we were talking about here, be able to be able to add storage through in-game credits. Like in my mind, you know, if you buy a base, of course you can't really buy bases yet, but if you buy a fleet carrier and you have, you know, 30 slots of storage, well, it's not a stretch for you to be able to add 30 more slots if you expand the cargo bay or something. You know, you pay some money to do that. That's not a stretch. I'd be I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Uh, number two here, disassembly. The ability to uh, break down modules and store them as inventory. Imagine making a, the trip out to Colonia in a Type 9 that is full of cargo, that is a full cargo ship. They once there pay a fee and or wait some nominal time for dockers to unload and reassemble your modules that turn into that same Type 9 from a cargo truck to a miner, as well as have many smaller modules so that you can buy a cheap basic small mid there and have a bunch of A-rated modules for exploration combat. Once carriers arrive, much as will be worked around, but even then, I would like to see a cheap alternative for non-billionaires to be able to move around some stuff with actual play as opposed to having a, to ship it out. So, I don't know if I really like the idea of disassembly, but I really like the idea of being able to package your modules that you create and make them yeah. cargo. Uh, I don't see why we can't do that. Why can't I load my... Uh, type nine up with all of my mod with my 70 modules you can keep the weight the same it's not you know if, if, if it takes 16 tons if, if a if a gun weighs 16 tons and i have 16 tons of cargo space why can't i put that in there it doesn't make a lot of sense i can see i can make it to where you can't eat jettison it because it's not a cargo container you know it's not easily Ooh. jettisonable although uh, like if you got interdicted and somebody used a uh, hatch breaker you lose it. Like, I mean, that's that's your that's the ooh, risk. That would hurt. <laughs> that's your that's the risk, though. You know, I'm I'm kind of okay with, I'm kind of okay with that. You know. Yeah. Number three, I would like FDev to put out a free tool that has a basic version of each ship body and some basic paint program, which allow artists to create and submit custom paint jobs. Those submissions could then be quickly eyeballed by FDev to ensure nothing is vulgar or an obvious copyright issue, and then all the acceptable submissions can be put up on the website. Our players can vote on them each month with the winners getting some jackpot or arcs or whatever. If they would then be free to sell the paint jobs mods by the community, thereby generating more income at a minimal development cost. I'm not against this. I really like the idea of having custom paint jobs. I like the idea of basically saying, let me make my own custom paint job and I'll pay arcs for it. I'm okay with that. Because um, I get how they have to make their money with arcs that that's... That's the income with the game now. That's their source of income. So I'm okay paying real life money to have my ship painted the way I want it. Like I would love to be able to customize my vet exactly. Cause I have a, I have a vision in my mind of what I want it to look like. And they haven't put out a paint that actually matches that yet. It's close, but not, not yet. And, um, I'd, I'd, I'd pay I'd pay a premium arcs cost to have it painted exactly the way I want it. 
Um, so I'd, I'd, I'd be cool with them, you know, giving you like some sort of tool where you can make it and then um, it go through like a approval process and have it import it. And then that's your paint now, but you still have to pay arcs for it. Um, having contests built around it. I think that's just a great idea. I don't see why they would do that. Why yeah, they wouldn't yeah. do that. Um, I would like a new destination um, be created such as a corporation or clan or guild that would be designated as a separate type of entity than squadron. This would allow any future development that would be tied to shared ownership to be tied to the entity and not to squadrons. This would remove the need to restrict squadrons and thereby allow people to begin to belong to multiple squadrons to complement their various desired activities, i.e. be a member of Distant Worlds and IDA and AXI and Hunting Truckers, etc. The fact... I, first of all, I think the squadron system is kind of broke. Um, because you can only belong to one squadron. And I, I like the idea of having a like a corporation level and then having a like a lower level beyond that. And a good example, I hate to say it, is actually Grand Theft Auto. And, you know, <laughs> you know, Grand Theft Auto, you can have a corporation and you can have a motorcycle oh. club and you can belong to a couple of different motorcycle clubs and you can belong to a, uh, a corporation And this really, you can kind of do different things with that. And I would like different tiers. Um, cause it'd be cool to have like a loose screws corporation and then have different squadrons inside of that, you know, um, yeah. Uh, so I really like this idea. I don't know if I would go with corporation, um, but it would really fit with the idea of this game. Like I yeah, hope that's, yeah. I, I really want the entire squadron system to be re to be overhauled. I don't like it. Um, there's no real reason to have squadrons beyond sharing bookmarks. So I don't quite know why we have like, the, I think the original idea was to have fleet carriers around squadrons well, now fleet carriers are individually based, which I'm very excited about that they're individual based. But yeah, man, what, you know, what's the point of having this squadron where we can't do anything really with it? Well, what's... the thing that really like bugs me about squadrons too is like they added this whole like multi-crew thing. But guess what? You can't be in a squadron with multi-crew going at the same time. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, the that's kind of a whole separate thing, but the, 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 it makes no sense that I can't have my buddy drive an SRV while he flies, while, while another buddy, uh, flies the, flies the fighter while another buddy, uh, sits and runs the guns while I have another buddy on my right wing, another buddy on my left wing while I'm flying my my, my vet. We should be exactly. able to do all these things. It would we be should. so like as if you have like a party big enough like to do this stuff like it would be really cool. Well, you know, that's something I'm I've already kind of like for our live stream coming up in December, coming up in on December 27th. We're two weeks away on that, by the way. Yep. Which by the way, I gotta finish Christmas shopping. But anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, a little wave of terror swept over me there. Um, <laughs> You know, we're, we're, I'm already trying to figure out in my head, like, I want to do all these things with, like, 20 people, and I'm trying to figure out how do I get 20 people into the same instance at the same time. Oh, good lord. I'm trying to figure that out. Like, I've had trouble getting three people in the same instance at the same time. 
I don't I don't want to have these technical issues when we get there, and I feel like we're probably going to. Let's <sighs> make the best out of it and do the best we can. Yeah, but yeah, I'd, I'd really like to have a multiple tiered kind of squadron corporation thing. I don't know what to call it. I really like this idea. Mm-hmm. Um, number five, I'd like to see more internal ship customization livery options. FDEV could even use as a revenue generator, sell different cockpit themes, furniture types, internal lighting options, etc. for ARCs. Taking this, step, taking this a step further, you could even have a set-piece rooms like quarters, mess, mess hall, cargo bay. I know that with the rumored space legs, much of this will be coming anyways, but even if it doesn't come, there is no reason not to have a couple set-pieces that people can dress up just for fun. Many MMOs, such as Final Fantasy XIV, generate tons of revenue by selling items that people can use to decorate their in-game houses. Let us decorate our ship. I love this idea. If there's if there's one reason for me to want space legs, which I'm not real sure I want, but if there's one one reason for me to want space legs, is to let me go to my quarters and see my triple elite icon over there, and see my triple elite wings on my desk, and have a little computer over here. Um, uh, Elder Scrolls Online lets you do this. Final Fantasy XIV lets you do this. World of Warcraft lets you do some of this in their gar- in their shitty little garrisons. Uh, Grand Theft Auto lets you do this. Uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption Online lets you do this. Why can we not do this in this game? Why to this day are we stuck with the exact same cockpit? We can spend a lot of money on the exterior of our ship that we don't see that much to paint it with all these different paints. And there's probably a, there's probably a couple hundred different paints floating around by this point. And yet there is no paint for the inside of the ship. Why, why can I not have a red and black, uh, cockpit in my vet? It's, it seems like a huge miss. It seems like yeah. a really uh, huge miss. I mean, we get, what do we have right now? Cockpit lights and bobbleheads. Yeah. I mean, and if we want to change the color scheme, we have to go into the game files to actually do that. Yeah, I mean, we should be able. To, I mean, we should be able to edit the. You know, I'll, I'll let them slot on letting the letting us in, edit the interface. But man, that feels like a huge miss on their part to make a crap ton of money for not letting me be able to put a Christmas tree in the corner of my vet. <laughs> you know, I totally put a Christmas tree over in the corner of my vet. I'd pay five bucks to do that. Why and can't I do tree that? Or fir tree. Fur, fur tree. <laughs> keeping a classic, all right. Yeah, keeping it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I feel like that's a huge miss. Um, I I think that's something they really, really should should should. Man, get on it. Why are we not working on this? It feels like such a small thing for them to edit too, because you can already edit paints in the game or edit paint jobs in the game. Let us edit the internal paints. I, I don't I don't understand why we can't do that. Explain, please, somebody. <laughs> um, number six, change the crew member designation to expert crew member. Regardless of if people choose to hire an expert crew member for a cut of the profit and create Shan level Richie Rich NPCs from most mid-large ships, you should have a free crew. These would, these would again just be a little set dressing immersion pieces. It's all well and good to be solo in a side wonder, but if you are an Imperial Cutter, you should see some people around. Instead of having some rando mail pop up saying there's opportunity in the area, or I got an inside tip on some treasure or something, it would be cool if your mechanic came up 
and said last time she was in the system, she encountered blah, 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 a plot device. Hell, they could even let you have a cute wife or a hunky husband, accomplishing missions or whatever could raise her morale, etc. There's tons of stuff you could do with it. Just keep Ben Moss Woodward out of this aspect of the game to stop it from getting too torrid. <laughs> Little stab at Live Radio there. Um, you know, this this one's kind of interesting. Because on the one hand, it's I like the idea of having a crew sit on the bridge and stuff. But what a lot of people don't quite realize, and there's a, I don't I don't know how they implement this in game either. When we get to Space Legs, is that there is no artificial gravity. It's not like Star Trek where they have these artificial deck plates where you can walk around anywhere, and it never freaking fails except for in that one Star Trek episode or that one Star Trek movie. Or Star Wars, where, you know, the gravity is always 100%, and they're doing these ridiculous G-Force things, and they're not even feeling it. Because they have these magical gravity well generators. Um, gravity in Elite Dangerous is generated based upon G-Forces. That's why stations spin. They spin mm-hmm. at one G. The closer you get to the center, the less Gs it is. But the further out, the more Gs it is, and I want to say that like there's a sweet spot of right at right at 1G. So if you're on a ship flying around, you're feeling G-forces. So um, I don't know quite how you do a crew that would be milling around in a game if you're doing a, like a high G turn while you're in the middle of a co- combat. I don't think that would really fit very well. That being said, I don't understand why we can't have NPC crew sitting in the chairs on the bridge of the larger ships. Um, I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, now the idea to where like your mechanic messages you and says, Hey, I got, last time I was in this system or whatever, this I hear happened or, you know, like your navigator does this or whatever. I'm actually kind of okay with that idea. I think it'd be cool to kind of have some crew interactions and stuff. I think that yeah, part like, would be really cool. It, and it's not even like it would have to be something to where it's just like it's all scripted. Like it could literally be like one of those random things that just like, you know, you fly to a system and it's just like, oh, hey, last time I was here. Yeah. Or I know a guy here. We could we should, you know, do go to this part, you know. Right. Like or, uh, some random little thing that all it is is just like a little, just a little trigger. Like just point and... Or think about it like this. So let's say, for instance, that you hired a, a mostly um, uh, imperial sympathetic crew, and you go do a job for the Federation. Well, they're not real happy with that. They're like, you know, so their morale kind of dips a little bit, you know. Or if you're, or if you, um, uh, you know, say, say for instance that you that you hire a crew that doesn't really like you doing illegal stuff, and you go pirate something. They're not real happy. Like you know, they could, they could kind of do it like the passenger missions, missions a little bit to where, you know, like your people, if you don't make them happy enough, they they leave or whatever, or they jettison, or they just say to hell with you or something, you know. <laughs> and then and then then you know, and you could do it like, what well, what would you benefit by doing this? Well, they could give you an extra pip, you know. And if your crew jettisons or if your engineer jettisons, then. Your shields don't, your shields won't regen as fast or something, you know. So there would be like a little mini game to keep your crew happy. And I, I kind of like that idea. I'm okay with that. 
Um, Fox is one of those things where it's like, you know, games that have like a hunger bar to where it's just like you have to feed yourself every five seconds. Like, yeah, don't go crazy, but some some interaction would be cool, you know, um, and, and maybe maybe you could do something where, um, you know, if you get maybe you could hire like a butler or something to keep them. To where, you, to where you don't have to do all the little minutia stuff or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. I know not a literal butler, but I don't know something along those lines. Um, I really like that idea. I don't know. I like the idea of, the, of just random people walking around the bridge because it doesn't really fit. But other things I feel like really would work. Um, number seven. This is a huge one here. Um, but I'm just kind of skim through it because it was, what it gets right down to is narrative episodes. This game is so amazingly deep. There's so much to do, but it's not like other, other MMOs and that the heroes, it is not the hero's journey, but rather a slice of life as such, instead of all the story coming to you, it's all about needing, it's all, it's all about getting out there and needing to be found. Well, I personally love that about the game. It can lead to some people saying I'm bored. There's nothing to do and leaving the system. I believe that keeping the maximum number of active users should be high high priority. As such, I'd like to see a concept of narrative episodes be introduced. Here's what I mean. And he goes into de- detail about it. And basically what he's kind of getting at is, is that it would be set pieces of a story that interweave with uh, different aspects of the community, like Buckyball Racers or the IDA or... Uh, the AXI people, or going out to Dav's Hope, or interacting with um, uh, uh, the la- the folks over at Lave Radio or something. And it would be interacting with community-style NPCs. It would be like a set-piece storyline that you do. I like this idea a lot. I've said for quite a while that they need some way to immerse the player into the story. Um because that's, you know, something what other MMOs do really good about. And it went off the top of my head that really makes me think that they do a great job of is Elder Scrolls Online. Where they, man, everywhere you go, there's like a story that you can interact with that immerses you. And it's all, you know, um, uh, uh, spoken dialogue. And it's all scripted. And it all just kind of flows with other stuff and it has kind of like a you know like a a dinky little quest that you do will end up turning into this huge thing and one thing i love about elite is also kind of something i hate about elite and sometimes you kind of have to create your own fun yeah and i love that but i also hate it (laughs) you know because sometimes it's just kind of like uh you know like what like it's kind of hard to think of something to do at some points. Well, you know, one of the things I remember you telling me early on was like, you know, you and your buddies, you landed somewhere and you, you all got out in your SRV and they're like, without even really talking, you had a big old SRV race and that's cool. That's great. But it wouldn't be cool if there was like a, like an SRV racing league or something. Oh wait, there kind of already is an SRV racing league. Wouldn't it be cool if they actually intermix that into the game as like part of the storyline that you could participate in and stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ooh, that's actually a really good idea. Cause then you have like the player based factions that you could like, I don't know, like write something to them to where it's just like, Oh, you're doing this as an initiation to that. Yeah. They, they, 
there's a bunch of stuff that they could take it to where, and it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's like completely interactive in the game. It could be instanced off to where only you or maybe you people in your wing can see it happening at the same time. Yeah. To where it's not really affecting anything around it. To where it's not like it's like to where people can fly up. Oh, what are you doing? You're doing this right here. Well, let me shoot all these guys to where you can't complete it. To where Harry Potter, to where Harry Potter can't show up and shoot. Uh, Salome out of the sky before the whole story even takes place, you know? <laughs> you know, so I, I, I'm, I'm with him. I think that this would be great. Um, a couple other things he says here at the end. All power play must be done in open. I'm okay with that. Um, I think it should be done in open anyway. I think power play is kind of a broken system. I think that modules need to be stripped off of that. And it needs to be done in open and it needs to be Basically, you can't affect power play change in solo. You can only affect power play change in open. I think that's a great idea. I also understand that the tech behind to split that up is a lot more difficult than what we realize because they have interwoven it so tightly. Um, higher rewards for credits uh, for all activities accomplished in open. So basically, he's saying if you do something in open, you get more credits than if you do it in solo. I don't think that's such a bad idea. I think it would foster more people to be in open. Because I think yeah. if you got more people to play in open and made it more uh, engaging, I think that that would in turn drive out gankers. Well, they need some sort of incentive to like attract people there. And I think like well, with the credits thing he's saying, like I think that's a great idea, actually. Sidebar here. I think that... With, with the price of, like, void opals and stuff, and I know they might be adjusting that, but the price of all that, like, it made no sense to do bounty hunting there for quite a while. I would like to see them up the bounty hunting. Re- or in, in, I'd like to see them basically give a, a bump to pay and everything. Like, 20% or something. I don't know what the number is, but bump it up a little bit because, like, if you spend an hour doing pay not or void opal mining... You get earned like 130 million. Well, if you spend an hour doing um, bounty hunting, which is far more dangerous, you can earn like four million. And I feel like there should be a closer gap on that. I don't know how you, I don't know how you do that. So. Well, I wouldn't even say you earn that much, and I know this makes it kind of trivial, but like you also have to purchase ammo, repair your ship, you know, and you know, say you screw up and take on too many people at one time, then suddenly, you know, you, you have a chance of losing credits right there too. Yeah. Um, he also says an add on that would allow people in game to stream live radio, uh, loose screws, hunting radio, as well as, uh, all the current running podcasts and the curate so that when a new podcast pops up, it is presented easily to players to decide if they want to follow it. This one is probably better as a community thing rather than from FDA as a bad idea. So large corporation responsible for what fans may say. I'll go even further. I really like the idea of them having some sort of built-in radio station. Um, I don't feel like that's a big stretch because I feel like there's already other people out there doing it. Uh, like Hutton uh, Radio does stuff. And I think Lave Radio has a, a constant stream going on. I think it'd be cool to mix in some stuff every now and then for, from the community, so to speak. For uh, sure, for sure. Plus, I think it'd be cool to have, like, different radio stations kind of broadcasting, like, you know, whatever kind of crap in the in the universe is going on, you know? Stuff like that. 
Well, kind of just have it kind of like uh, driving your car in GTA. Like, they have custom radio stations for, like, every game. Yeah. Um, make it... Make it so that once you unlock a power play module, you have them forever to minimize the amount of time people are not interested in getting in the way. First of all, I think that the modules associated with power play need to be completely segregated. I think power play should be its own thing and not have modules attached to it at all. Because um, I think the... I mean, there's a reason why Ashling Duval is constantly number one or two. It's because people want prismatic shields. Yep. Um, you know, there's a reason why. God, who's the pack hound missile guy? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, there, there's a reason why. There's a reason why. You know, the certain modules are always highs because these people need these modules. I need prismatic shields. I didn't get prismatic shields on my bet the first time. I got to go back and get them again. So here I am doing this again. It's for uh, Lee Young. Really. Yeah, yeah, Lee Young. So. Yeah, why they should really separate those out. Um, I'm not sure I'm happy with the idea of unlocking them when you keep them forever. And the reason why I say that is because um, I, I don't think they should. I don't think they should be associated at all together. I think they should be something separate. Um, I would rather make it to where you have to get rep with that faction to unlock them, and then once you get the rep with the faction to unlock them. Then you have them until you lose the rep. Um, so I think that would be a really good way to do it. Um, yeah, so the more I kind of think about this, I think that's a good idea. Make it to where, you know, the because, you know, at, Ashley Duval has a faction associated with her. I think it's called something like. Um, it's something stupid. Slavery is stupid. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, but there's a faction associated with her. So get the rep with the faction, and then you unlock the module. And power play could still be, it could still exist and be something different. The way it's not associated with the modules at all. Because I feel like having the modules in there makes it broke as hell. Um, um, last one on this list, I cannot agree with more. Um, make the Alliance a real faction instead of a nominal one. Make more missions for them as well as a reward structure, like maybe some large size, super specialized exploration vessel. It's even better than the Anaconda. Also make them a real and viable third option to CGs and um, interstellar initiatives. I love this idea. I love the hell out of it. Um, first of all, there is not a large ex dedicated exploration ship. I would love to see one. I would love to see um, a large chieftain looking vessel. Because I really love how the chieftain looks. I would like to have a large one and make it, you know, make it to where it actually is an exploration vessel. A true exploration vessel. And I, I would like to see that. That'd be really cool. Um, um, but that is actually the end of his email. Yep. Uh, 
So if it is an exploration vessel, then obviously you're going to want SRVs. But do you think a ship launch fighter bay would be good too? Here's here's what I think. I think it'd be. Like, I I thought about this the other day. Like, what what, what do I want in an exploration vessel? I think a true exploration vessel would. I think it'd be cool to have a built-in discovery scanner. I think it'd be cool to have a built-in. Um, uh, oh, super cruise assist where you automatically orbit planets. Um, I think it'd be cool to have a built to basically like if you attach a uh, SRV bay, like if you attach an SRV bay that has two SRVs, you get an extra SRV because it's on an exploration ship. Yeah. I think it'd be cool to have um, uh, like like the discovery scanner has extra probes on it. Where you can fire instead of three at a time or four at a time, you can fire six at a time or something. You know, I can't remember. I think well, I think you fire six right now. I can't remember how it works because it's been a while since I've did that. How does it work? Like from the FSS, you fire six uh, and it has to reload, right? Or fire three and it has to reload. Anyway, it's three. It's three. Okay. Okay. So, you know, make it to where you know. By default, it has a larger jump range. It doesn't. It's not. It's not real agile, but it's an exploration ship. Who cares? It's more agile in FSS than it is out of FSS. Or I mean, for, it's more agile in frame shift than it is out of frame shift. Yeah. That way, you can turn better while you're trying to get to planets and whatnot. Built-in fuel scoop. Here's here's what I'm gonna say right now. I think they should have built-in fuel scoops for all ships. Amen. I, I don't think that should be a module. I think they should have built-in fuel scoops for all ships. And I like that idea a lot. Uh, I'm rotating. Kind of, well, it seems to me it just it makes sense because it seems so ridiculous. Yep. It's like buying a car that doesn't have a gas tank. Or no, it has a gas tank, but it doesn't have any way for you to refuel it. Well, you still have to pull up to the gas station, and you argue that solar's that stations are gas stations. So you you. I mean, you don't have a way to make fuel for your car, so. Oh, okay. Well, then, okay, well then, you, you think if you want to call it like that, then the gas stations have no pumps, because like you essentially have no way to get the gas without a fuel scoop. True, true. But um, man, I really like the idea of having. Like, I, I was thinking about this too, and I, I like a couple of other ideas I had. Um, no more shield boosters. Shield boosters are gone. The is basically just built in that your utility modules that are, that your shields have four built-in shield boosters attached to them, and that's your that's just your shield uh, uh, generator for your for your ship. So basically, you're you're all like there is no shield booster that you can attach to a utility module. You just have they they factor in you having four more shield boosters into your uh, shield values. Um. The problem with doing stuff like this, though, is that you remove the one of the fun aspects of the game, and that's building a ship, getting it tweaked out just right, and then having your buddy say, hey, have you thought about this? And like, oh, shit, that's a great idea. And then you go tweak it out a little bit more. And like, oh, what about this? And then you tweak it out a little bit more. And then you think you finally got it perfect. And then Trax sends you an email and says, hey, here, have you looked at this building? Like, oh, damn, why didn't I think of this? <laughs> 
So, um, or Kai sends you an email and says, dude, you need to get this. And it's like, dude, I do need to get that. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I've been playing this game for five years. Shit. <laughs> Why didn't I think? That's the great thing about, like, getting to talk with other people through this, though. It's like so many more ideas get generated. Yeah. And there, there's something to be said about having all these different options. And if you start taking, start, if you start building in modules into ships, you start taking away options. And I completely understand that, but yeah, yeah, I'd kind of like to, kind of like to, you know, try out, and I, I kind of would like to see what it would be like, like, I, I would like for them to build true exploration ships, and I would lose some optional modules or some utility modules to have stuff like a built-in FSS, or, or not if it's a built-in fuel scoop, a built-in discovery scanner, uh, extra extra module slots for SRVs, a built-in AFMU, stuff like that, you know? But pretty cool. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like they're so, like, that. I think that'd just be a quality of life thing. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um... If you think about it, it would only make sense to have like a built-in a. Oh no, that's what you do. That's what you do. You get rid. You get rid of the FMUs. You get rid of them. Your crew is now your AFMU. Ooh. And the quality of your crew determines the quality of your repairs. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Because that way you don't have to worry about having the module slot no more, and you have a reason to actually have an NPC crew. That is a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. I come TM, up with TM, TM, TM. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna get on the phone to FDev and let them know that Ty come up with a good idea, and then get the programming that shit. So, um, but Kai and Chris, thanks guys for emailing us. Guys, you can always email us at at uh, loose screws questions at Gmail. Or you can tweet at us at loose screws ed. Um, but I think that's actually going to do it. Do you have anything else, Bubba? Uh, I mean, just hope everyone has a really good holiday and stuff. I know we're like, not even like we're still like two weeks out from that, but you know, it's that time of year. So hope everyone, you know, getting ready for it and getting geared up to have a good one. Yep. And uh, yeah, just make sure you don't fly without a rebuy, guys. Yep. To everybody who has joined our Discord, welcome and thank you. To everybody who is still on the fence, please join. Um, you are all welcome. And um, I think that's going to be it for us. Um, embrace the chaos. That is my closing thing now. I'm trying to... <laughs> it's hard for me to just do that and just just turn, turn off the show, though. <laughs> Shit. One day I'll get it right. Take two, take two. All right, all right, all right. Embrace the chaos, guys. We'll see y'all next week.